like that. I like it a lot. Hello, and welcome to the gym. This podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied US law enforcement and intelligence agencies, organizations, and committees, and how stupid and funny they all are. Join us on our merry journey through space and time. Uh, I'm Barry. You might recognize me from popular Irish dating reality show, First Dates Ireland. Yes, you were definitely on there. <laughs> uh, I'm Seamus. Uh, you may know me uh, from some uh, such feature acts as Chodes of the Midwest. Chodes of the Midwest. <laughs> Who's sponsoring us this week, Seamus? Big Pharma. Uh, so th they sent us a series of uh, products. Uh, some we can sample, some we have. Right. Um, my, uh, for those suffering from ED, uh, macoxifloppin. Okay. Uh, those uh, having issues with ADHD, a little bit of focus, uh, window elixirs. Um, those that uh, don't have enough uh, testosterone or, you know, whatever that's the, the big T, right? Is that the, the, you know, the, the, the issue people have, right? Uh, man, uppets. Did you say uh, you people? Oh, did I? Did, no, I didn't. I didn't really say that. You're accusing Barry. me of having no, I, no testosterone. No, no, Barry, I didn't. In say the green that. room, we agreed that you wouldn't bring that up. I'm all man all the time, or at least partly man most of the time. I, I promise I'll edit this out. Okay, okay. I promise. Okay, yeah. that's good. Thanks. Okay, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, for those suffering from stress, which personally I have been, uh, deep chillix. Uh, <laughs> good shit, man. Good fucking shit. So, yeah, I was actually supposed to write this week's uh, script, but. Uh, the Deep Chillix took hold? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So it's uh, on you. Okay, no problem. Uh, today we are going to talk about Operation Paperclip. Oh, you've got a graphic. That's a paperclip. Wow, that is Operation Paperclip, yeah. Yep. We're going to okay. talk about the, uh, the Operation Paperclip. The first time I ever heard of Operation Paperclip. Was in an episode of the X Files in 1995. Uh, not Microsoft Word with the little helper. Yep, Clippy. Clippy, yeah, wasn't that mm. that's not what we're talking about? No, we're talking about uh, Operation okay. Paperclip. Okay, which all was right, a, right. Uh, an American military operation. All right, all right, fair enough. Which was slightly less annoying than the Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to tell Bill, Bill Gates because apparently he missed out on that. So yes, he did. Well, the first time I ever heard about it was when I saw an episode of the X Files. And it's a pretty wild episode with lots of conspiracy theories, of course, because it's an X-Files episode, and creating alien-human hybrids and Native Americans memorizing pages and pages of data. And at one point, they talked to an old guy who was a Nazi scientist brought to America under Operation Paperclip, which I'd never heard about before. At the time, it seemed perfectly, you know, fine with the other science fiction elements of the show. But then I did some research, and it turns out to be a real thing that actually happened. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. And now we're going to move on to paragraph two of my written script. I'm doing my best to make it sound naturalism and coming out with it, right? <laughs> Picture the scene. Uh, the Nazis have been completely routed on both fronts. The Red Army is rampaging through Berlin. Concentration camps are broken up all over the place. There is no control over the domestic infrastructure of Germany. Absolute chaos everywhere. Everyone knew that the finest minds in rocketry and probably everything else were in Germany. And the Americans knew that the Soviets would have donated a kidney to get at them. The Soviet version of Operation Paperclip was was Oparetsaya Osevaychim. The thing about nice. Stalin, uh, yeah, op, uh, uh, by the way, I practiced this <laughs> yesterday and I still got it wrong, so I'm sorry. To, if there's anybody here who speaks Russian or any Russians listening to this, Oparetsaya 
Osavayachim is, of course, the incorrect, but will be how to show, okay? Don't worry about it. Definitely 100 times better if I would have been well reading this, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have been 100 times better, but not no. as <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. So, the Soviet version was Operatsia Osavayachim. Uh, the thing about Stalin is that he was unencumbered by ethical oversight. He would have <laughs> <laughs> that's a very mild way of saying that okay he was unencumbered by ethical oversight i just i thought that's probably the best way to phrase it yeah uh, he would have scooped up the brains uh shoved them into a special gulag like mavrino in moscow and made them work overtime if you want to know what life was like in one of these special prisons for brains you could read uh the first circle by alexander solzhenitsyn uh, russians would be on the moon and i quote from the book next tuesday all right even without paperclip the Soviets launched the first satellite into orbit in 1957, so they were ahead of the Americans on the space program, even uh, without Operation Paperclip. So, the United States Office of Strategic Services, which would be one of the things that turned into the CIA, and the U.S. Department of War, which would be uh, one of the things that turned into the Department of Defense, <laughs> conducted a secret operation to recruit Germans. Recruit, right? German scientists. Yeah. yeah. Wink, wink. Mainly what? Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Say no more. Which one's right recruit? And the reason I'm doing this yeah, is because well, exactly. you see wrong. German uh, scientists and engineers to work mainly in the rocket development program, which would eventually become a series of space adventures under NASA in 1958. NASA was incorporated in 1958 by a, a special, uh, as far as I know, it was a government act signed by Eisenhower. But right. They, they, they were, before that, it was just a bunch of different disparate government rocketry programs. Now, like with uh, Jack Parsons and such. Yeah, we totally spoke about that before. AI. Or AMI was that? We spoke about yeah. that before, didn't we? Mm -hmm. yep. Like not you, not I mean on a different. Not on this, not on this podcast. So no, uh, on, we, on we the will refer to the, the free. Th oh yeah, okay, we will. <laughs> you were about to say <laughs> on the free thought profit podcast, which shall not be named. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we we had a very interesting discussion about that man and various other <laughs> Scientology connections and so on with NASA. Mm. Um, like last week's episode, uh, the jib, which was interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, Paperclip is one of those successful operations. Uh, we promised you hilarious fails, and all we've been delivering is weird successes. The fails will come. This is our promise to you. Is that correct, yeah. Yes. The fails yes. will be delivered. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Now, some scientists brought to the United States under Operation Paperclip were not aware of their recruitment to the program, and they were surprised to find themselves in America. They were also not informed of the true nature of their work and were shocked to find out they were working on military projects instead of civilian projects as they were informed. This is like over a thousand guys, and a lot of them didn't really know what was going on. All they know is they were kind of half kidnapped and then placed in these programs by the Americans. Operation Paperclip was a bureaucratic nightmare, as you might imagine. There were cases of miscommunication and misunderstandings between different government agencies, which led to delays and complications in the recruitment and placing process. There are cases where the US government uh, used pseudonyms to conceal the identities of scientists because they were war criminals, Nazi war criminals. So they had to change a lot of stuff to conceal the identities of scientists and engineers. On one occasion, a scientist arrived at a government facility only to find that no one there knew who he was or what he was supposed to do there. By the time Paperclip was shut down in 1959, um, Paperclip meaning the, the, the smuggling operation, not the actual science stuff they were doing, was shut down in 1959. Almost 1,600 scientists, engineers, and technicians had been recruited. recruited right? The knowledge and skills they brought with them helped kick the United States into becoming a global superpower. There's no doubt about it. Oh, Nazi yeah. brains kicked them into a different dimension particularly with the space program in the 1950s and 60s. Now, we're moving to a section that I've called the top 10 paperclip war criminals. 
Oh, was I supposed to have music ready for this? Uh, no, I just oh, said okay. I would go do 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 because from okay. the um, Tony Blackburn uh, BBC Top of the Pops program from the late 70s and early 80s, ah. a reference that will definitely not apply to anyone who's watching this. <laughs> Tony Blackburn, right? Nobody knows anything about that. Yeah. Anyway, straight in at number 10, last week's number 11, Siegfried Kanemeyer. Is that him? Yeah, can, can we take a minute to, to look at this fucker? I mean... He looks like it's central casting, yeah, central casting for the Aryan Nation, right? I mean, central casting. He does look like a guy yeah. who was hired to play a Nazi. Yeah, I'm sure like Hitler got hard the second he saw him. You know? <laughs> he's quite. He's got quite a look to him, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, this guy is called Siegfried Knemeyer. Knemeyer was a Nazi scientist who worked on a program to drop. A, this is true. All of this is true. To drop a radioactive dirty bomb onto New York. The Americans hired him to work with the United States Air Force. In 1966, he was awarded the U.S. Department of Defense Distinguished Civilian Service Award, which is the highest civilian award granted by the U.S. Armed Forces. Right? Well done. Well fucking well, done. Well done, sir. Well, thank you for your service to, to yeah. almost destroying New York City. Um, I'm sure there's people at home right now like saying, well, you know, he could have dropped it on this borough. You know, Queens mm. would have been okay if you fucked up the Bronx, you know. That would yeah, have been okay. No so gonna miss that, right? Right. That that you know maybe that would have been actually worthy. You know, I wouldn't drop it on Brooklyn. No, I wouldn't either. I would well, that was. Do, do, have you seen Casablanca the movie? Of course. Uh, do you remember the bit where they say where they're going to attack New York or something? Yeah. The guy says, "Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start anything in Brooklyn. Fucking <laughs> 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 Nazis would know how to." <laughs> Fucking love. That's a classic. Exactly. Movie. Yeah. Um, and it was made in 1943, I think. Yep. So many great. Extra, so extra many marks for making it in the middle of the war. Yeah, so many great lines came out of the film, including oh, absolutely. That, Round Up the Usual Suspects. That yes, was the first time Round Up the Usual Suspects comes from Casablanca. Yeah. Um, here's looking at you, kid. Yep. Of all the bars and all the world, she walks into mine. Play it um, again, play Sam. Sam. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a great movie, and it's a, it's a wonderful great story. And it's, mm. yeah. and it's got this great hey, musical yeah. number in the middle, where yeah, uh, yeah. dueling, dueling musical numbers. Humphrey Bogart and uh, Ingrid Bergman, right? Yep, and... Um, Bunch of other actors, uh, Peter yeah, Lorre, who was Peter, an escaped. Yeah, oh, Peter Lorre, I don't fucking forget him. He was an escaped guy out of the Nazi regime. Uh, oh, shit. And who, who's the who's the one who plays the uh, French officer? He was also in uh, a couple Claude of Rains. Fox films. Yes, he's and also in um, the the Max, the German uh, ger generals played yeah. by a guy called um, Conrad Veit. Veit. Yep. Conrad Veit was also on the run from the Nazis. He had to run out of it as well. And he loved playing Nazis in Hollywood movies because they always made him the bad guy. And he loved making them look stupid or evil because he hated That's Nazis. Awesome. He awesome. also is, Conrad Veidt, in, in irrelevant news, is also the man that the current conception of the Joker in Batman is based on. He was in oh, a very old German movie called The Man Who Laughs, Conrad Veidt. And he had this kind of... Oh, That's yeah, him. I've seen... That's I've, seen clips. I've never saw that film, but I've seen clips of that film. And he's also... So I know exactly what you're talking about when you say Another that. movie, which yeah, is okay. arguably the only German expressionist movie in existence, called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And he plays the, I guess, the zombie in that movie, the zombie okay. murderer. So Conrad Veidt has got a colorful... You know what? I said here that... Um, I, I kind of said it in passing because I wanted to make these sh shows as short as possible. Sure. But I said that the, the, the Germans were at the head of the game in rocketry and then i kind of almost passing by said and everything else the germans yeah. were at the top of their game in cinema in the 1920s they were the oh. best in the world 
movies oh. like Metropolis, like M with Peter Laurie, Metropolis yeah, by yeah. Fritz Lang, um, and, and uh, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari were top quality movies, blowing the shit out of anything in Hollywood at the time. Yeah, Germans were the most sophisticated country on the planet, and I think that's maybe why people thought the Holocaust, when they heard about it, must have been some kind of a lie. Not the it, Germans, surely. These are sophisticated, cultured people. Maybe, yeah. maybe savages in the jungle, right? But not, fact. not white Europeans who are educated and then, oh, no, no, not those fucking brutal imperialist murdering bastards. Anyway. Little known fact, Hitler was a movie buff, so there you go. Well, yeah, aren't we all? I'm not going to hold that against him. Yeah. Um, nine. Okay. At number nine. Number nine. That's my Tony Blackbird impression. Number nine. Ha, wait a minute. We're, you talking not, we're talking Nazis and that's the best nine you can do. <laughs> that was my Tony Blackburn nine. You want that German nine? Yeah. That's number See, nine. Number nine. I don't want to turn it for numbers. Number nine. Um, Theodore Bensinger. That's that Theodore. Yep. It's the only picture I could find you of know this what? gentleman. I would was... trust that guy. Right. He looks like he owns like one of these old department stores in the West. <laughs> the Wild West, right? Yeah. Oh, what you want there, sir? You want some rope, is it, and some bag of grain? Yeah, no problem. I can get that for you right away, sir. Yeah, <laughs> looks, actually, looks, he's a fucking Nazi, so. He looks like my middle school uh, history teacher, actually. Good guy. Like a middle school history teacher, yeah. Yeah. But he's actually Theodore Bensinger. He's a scientist who worked closely with Himmler and was charged with war crimes at Nuremberg. Oh, Himmler wasn't that bad. He wasn't as bad as Hitler. No T in his name. Yeah, no, sorry. Well, well, I'm at number nine. Wait until we get okay. right. Theodore Bensinger, yeah, he worked closely with Himmler, which is yeah. not as bad as Hitler, and was charged with, he was actually charged with war crimes at Nuremberg. His name mysteriously disappeared from the list of defendants, and he was brought to the US. Nobody knows how his, his name disappeared from the list of defendants at Nuremberg, it just wasn't there one day. Uh, mm. The good news is he invented the ear thermometer while working his science stuff in America, the ear thermometer. That's helpful. His obits in the New York Times and The Guardian make no mention at all of his Nazi past. They just say, oh, he's a great science man and he advanced science in various areas and he invented the ear thermometer, which he did. Oh, yeah, I guess we have to give him that. I, it, I um, believe the term is, you're looking for is whitewashed his history. Is that the. Is whitewashed the word for when he starts? When I don't know. There must be a better word. No, you know what? Operation, I tell you what he got. He got paperclip washed. <laughs> yes. He this did. is what this is. This is yeah. basically a whole operation in washing criminals. Yeah. Um, I'm at number eight. At number eight, we have auto, eh? Auto, which of course is, is a word for number eight in a few different languages. Um, Otto Ambros is this guy. Um, uh, it, he's also uh, been confused for George Martin, the producer of the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> is that him? <laughs> yeah, it's him. Okay. Otto Ambros, um, the reason I'm asking is because I, I provided no visuals with my <laughs> podcast, and Seamus had to dig up all the visuals, so they're going to come as much as a surprise to me as to you. Otto Ambros was a chemist, and he was a decorated Nazi who helped develop sarin gas, which was named after the initials of the scientists who made it. Ambrose is the A in sarin. I don't know if you remember the Tokyo sarin gas attack, oh, yeah. but this guy uh, was part of the team that invented it. Nerve gas. After being what convicted did, of- Hey, wait a minute. He was, he was what in the, in the sarin gas? A, he's the A, Ambrose. A! A! Yeah, Nerve gas that kills people. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's me. You just walk around and say, hey, remember me? I'm the A guy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, motherfuckers. Oh, Lord. When you think you of gas, to... think of A. When you think of, when you think of sarin gas, I want you to kind of go, sarin gas. Try to think of me, right? Um, 
After being convicted of war crimes at Nuremberg and serving a sentence, he moved to the U.S. and worked with Dow Chemical Company and the U.S. Army on their chemical program. <laughs> which, is, which is about as bad or on, on par with the Nazis as you can be. The Dow Chemical <laughs> Company. Yeah, yes. Pretty much, yes. Silent Spring. Privatized um, Nazism. Yes, privatized Nazis. Um, also, whereas uh, Mr. Uh, where Herr Bedsinger invented the ear thermometer, um, this guy apparently was heavily involved in the invention of and development of thalidomide. Oh. Do you know what thalidomide is? Is that uh, is that what's in steel that they use? To no, thalidomide was a drug they gave to pregnant women to help. If pregnant, sometimes women when they're pregnant have a hard time uh -huh. with cramps and feeling sick. And thalidomide was developed by a Nazi war criminal nice. to help with that. And it turned out that what this drug did was it caused dramatic birth defects. Oh. Children were being born with stubby little arms and not enough toes and so on they were quite dramatic do we know what his intentions were was it for that or i have absolutely no evidence okay. to suggest he did it intentionally it's just the opposite of ironic that he invented this thalidomide thing i have no uh, a lot of these guys more or less went straight after nazi germany you know this is like about their their nazi past is their nazi past but the thing is that the CIA, the, what would become the CIA, did their best to make sure nobody would find out about it. Right. It's the cover-up, really. Um, number seven, Hubertus Thrukolt. Is that Hubertus? Yep. Again, that look that looks like a fine ma man, doesn't it? No, besides the Nazi uniform. Yeah, besides sure. the Nazi uniform? I wouldn't, I wouldn't immediately have pegged that as a Nazi uniform. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, no, I can see it. I can see the swastika. Yeah. I can see it now. Yeah, swastika. fair enough. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Roberta Struckold was a physiology professor and friend to many high-ranking Nazis. Um, he was involved in medical programs which used Dachau prisoners as test subjects. These experiments amounted nice. to, and there's a whole description of this if you want to look at it, I recommend you don't do that and just accept my description of it as creative forms of torture. The US assigned him to work on the medical effects of space travel on the human body. He was also a part of the team that designed pressure suits and life support systems for NASA. Three separate investigations into his war crimes resulted in nothing. However, in what are we looking at here? That's him. Which one? The the old guy that looks like this oh, guy. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. That is obviously not him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's not immediately so, being arrested yeah. and taken carried away. Yeah. yeah. Um, Clearly a Nazi. Whitewash Nazi. Exactly. Normal That's Nazi it. walking among us. Nazi passed by the CIA. Yeah. Nazi passed by the CIA. Yeah. Three separate investigations resulted in nothing into his war crimes. However, uh, he did not suffer zero consequences because in 1995, Brooks Air Force Base renamed the Hubertus Struckhold Aeromedical Library to Brooks Air Force Base Library. Hmm, that seems kind of odd. Yeah. Why would so you do that? Uh, let's 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 not say that he his life was without consequence. Okay, he did pay for oh, his crimes yeah. by having a library named after him, D named after him. You know, you, you hear about people whining about the Holocaust and the bodies piled up, but this guy, this poor bastard, had a library, and now a people are going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. In an early example of cancel culture, a yeah. library was renamed in the reverse of his honor. You know what? I often hear when people refer to cancel culture, this is mm. when it started. So you know, <laughs> we're, we're, doing, we're doing some really important work here on the podcast, okay? <laughs> we're doing so. the best we can. Yeah, I'm sure Joe, Joe Rogan's going to refer to us. He, he's going he's to explain that you know we did you know we did Joe's sure. work. Right? Yeah, we'll so. take it. We'll take a percentage. I'm not above that. 
Um, number six is Arthur Rudolph. I would okay. Like, uh, that's very funny. I would like an actual picture of, our, of Arthur Rudolph, please. That, that's 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 uh, our our uh, dear Mr. Rudolph. His friends uh, called him Mo. Is that his? Yeah. Real, is that the real picture of him? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, actually, he okay. was actually uh, uh, charged with uh, trying to hunt down uh, a Mo and Shemp. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he successfully took out Curly, but uh, all right. I, I, Shemp, I Shemp and Mo eluded him. So right. yeah. Okay. Um, sex. Okay. The Germans would call it sex. Um, yeah. Arthur Rudolph was a leading member of the V2 rocket program. He was placed on... Oh, is that it? Yep, that's him. Wow. That is the shuttle. Yeah. Um, he was placed on the U.S. space program and was instrumental in several NASA operations. In 1984, the U.S. government discovered his war crimes, which Discovery. mostly involved using forced slave labor at Mittelwerk, the V2 production facility, and they denaturalized him, meaning they made him not an American. How did they discover that they, like, trip over the... The, the box of evidence that you know they had like i don't know here's the receipts someplace. that we signed i don't know mm -hmm. they, i mean it's just a lot of these guys uh, were subject to public investigations outside the government and i think when the when the newspapers took off the government couldn't really deny it yeah um next we have reinhardt galen at number five or as the germans would call it uh funf. oh now he look he looks every inch a nazi yes i don't know if it, it looks like he's sitting up very straight in his chair the other slide for some reason. Let's see if it'll load. It wasn't mm. loading a second ago. Yeah, yeah, it may not load. Oh well. Uh, it'll just have to be a Nazi. Sorry, CIA. See, his Reinhard Galen. Reinhard Galen was a chief Nazi intelligence officer who oversaw the brutal torture and interrogation of prisoners. He was recruited by the U.S. for secret information he had about Russia, Soviet Russia. He then headed up a CIA-funded intelligence organization in West Germany. Which was the Bundesnachrichtendienst. No, let me try that again. I'll take another one at that. The Bundesnachrichtendienst. That's all Dienst. one word. Bundesnachrichtendienst. As part of this organization, he hired many former Nazis and known war criminals that he knew were Nazi war criminals. And apparently, the Americans phoned, contacted him, and said, "Are you hiring former war criminals?" And he said, "No." Um, <laughs> Uh, number four is Major General Walter Dernberger, and that is, which one is he? Uh, I believe he's the one laughing in the middle. Of course he's laughing, yeah. yeah. He's probably in a concentration camp having a laugh. Those Jews uh, are funny guys. Oh, I yeah, yeah, look at them twitching. Um, four, which I suppose the Germans would call uh, Fia. Uh, Fia, Major General Walter Dernberger was Werner von Braun's boss on the V2 rocket program. Dernberger was arrested by the British forces and was tried for war crimes. However, von Braun, now in the U.S., specifically asked for Dernberger, so the Americans brought him over. He developed the world's first surface-to-air nuclear missile for the Americans and helped build the space shuttle. Wow. Hmm. Now, I don't know what kind of arrangements um, the Americans have with the English, but apparently once a guy has been sentenced and sent to jail, the Americans have the power to just take him out of that situation in England, in a different country. Yeah, we're kind of seeing that now, aren't we? Yes, we are. Straight in number three, what the Germans would call dry, Deputy Surgeon General of the Third Reich, Kurt Blum. He admitted to conducting, yeah, hey, he admitted to conducting medical experiments on healthy prisoners, including trying to give them cancer and typhus. He was acquitted of these what war the crimes. At, yeah, he, 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 he tried to give them cancer. And so this was... This was like a guy that was trying to be on par with Mengele. I mean, yes, 
he just wasn't happy that Mangalo was the worst fucker. He was like, <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to compete with this prick. Wow. He, he was acquitted of these war crimes at Nuremberg after U.S. pressure. And I'm not sure exactly what the U.S. did or how much power they had to do this at Nuremberg. Um, he cooperated with germ warfare specialists for years after that, working for the Americans. The detail, by the way, I don't know what he did, but it, it must have been pretty bad because the details of this work are still classified. Holy shit. But they probably involved nerve gas, uh, chemical and biological weapons, and that this sentence is all speculation, but it can't be too far away from the truth, right? Yeah. Um, he also worked on MK Ultra. Now, MK Ultra is, I hope, a show we will be doing in the future. Is that yes. fair to say? Yeah, I don't think we could do a one-parter of that one. Just MK so Ultra is amazing. Yeah, there's um, so much to that one. Yeah, but he's, he worked on that program as well. Awesome. Uh, number, number two is Surgeon General of the Third Reich, Walter Oops. Schreiber, I guess, Walter. Walter yep. Schreiber. Uh, he was part of a Nazi program of medical tests which involved giving healthy prisoners diseases again. Um, he was snapped up by Oparetsaya Osevachayen, if you remember from the intro. Yep, the Russians. By, yes, by Oparetsaya Osevachayen first, but he escaped from a Soviet prison and he handed himself over to the Americans. Which is dramatic, but he's still a Nazi. Or yeah. Outside, like. um, in 1951, they put him into a biological research program in Texas. However, his war crimes were exposed by the New York Times and he was sent to Argentina, the Nazi elephant graveyard. <laughs> Is that him? Is that uh, yeah? Yeah, Bob I don't know. Schreiber. Yep. Okay. okay. Sending him to Argentina isn't a fucking punishment. A lot of Nazis yeah. ended up in Argentina. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like another. It's like a clubhouse for them. What the fuck? Yeah. Argentina. Like for everything I know about it, it's a delightful country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, the Nazis came, like everything else. The Nazis came and ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number one. With this bullet? week's number one of Paperclip stars. Uh, without a doubt, the biggest star of Paperclip was uh, Werner von Braun, who you've heard me mention already. As an Untersturmführer, an Untersturmführer, I assume, is uh, maybe a few steps below an Übersturmführer. As an Untersturmführer in the Schutzstaffel, the SS, he worked thousands of slaves in labor camps and was a decorated inner circle Nazi. He went on to develop ballistic missile and satellite, missiles and satellites for the U.S., he was made the director of the Marshall Space Flight Center and played a crucial role in developing the Saturn V rockets, which were integral to the moon missions. He was given the National Medal of Science in 1975. Look at him. He wow. just looks so respectable, doesn't he? Right. Inner circle, decorated Nazi. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, there's, a, there's just no denying that that's no. what these fuckers were. You know? I also included a bonus Nazi. Oh, we got our bonus Nazi of the week. Bonus Here Nazi of the week is Kurt Debus. Oh, you got a photo of him, did you? Yes, I did. Which one is I he? Got I got two. He's the one that's kind of like all windstrapped and trying to be interesting wow, in the middle okay. there. Kurt, yeah, yeah, he's like, cool. yeah, I'm the man. It's right. Yeah. I got the cock and the balls and this up in here, <laughs> fucker. Yeah. Kurt Debus was a member of the SS again, the Schutzstaffel, and a V2 rocket flight test director. The Americans brought him to NASA, where he directed the development of NASA's Saturn launch facilities. He was the first director of what is now called the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Is that Kurt? Yep. Wow. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna guess that that uh, wonderful scar had to be like after, you know, some time in the war because it's definitely not here. Whatever he's mm. looking all, you know, strapped and trying to pick up some bitches. Hmm. So yep. Hmm. Yep. Somebody went all uh, carving on this all Frankenstein on his face. You know. Not enough. 
Um, the U.S. government did not officially acknowledge the existence of Operation Paperclip until 1970. So the question is, Seamus, are we kind of okay with Nazis as long as they're working for us? No, I'm not. It, it, and you know what? The other thing I was thinking about this before, yeah. how do the Nazis feel that, you know, those that took a part in Paperclip, right? Yeah. The bulk of them, you know, they worked at NASA. The whole plan was for them to get on the moon. Right. Yeah. But now we know that they had to depend on a Jewish director to make a fake film of a of the moon landing to validate them at the end. So, yeah. So what the hell, guys? It was all for nothing. Kubrick really rescued them there, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Yes. Yeah. He did. He didn't, the, the, he, the moon landing happened. I'm not. The moon landing. We're joking. We're kind. Yeah. Now, we have reached that point of the podcast that I like to say, what's happening? What's happening? What, 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 what is, no, what's new? Yep, that's what's what new? it is. Yeah, what's happening was a great show in the 70s. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What was happening? Hmm. Okay. All right, in this part of the show, what we do is we live, we do something live. This is being recorded, yes. <clears throat> but this has no preparation to it. I did try to cheat by having prepared links, but I actually lost them. So we're doing it live now. What we do is we put CIA. That's what into you Google. get. That's what I get for trying to yep. cheat. Yeah. Yep. What I do is I put Google into, or put CIA into Google, hit the news, and see if anything uh, stupid or funny comes up. And then we do the same thing with FBI, right? So do you want to do it or will I do it? I'll go ahead if you got it ready. Okay. I do not have it ready, but what I'm doing oh, is I'm okay. typing CIA into Google. Sorry. And I central intelligence agency. Yes, I know what it is. Hitting the news tab and see what we got. Moscow blocks CIA, FBI websites citing false information about Russian armed forces. Okay. Can't imagine that, right? Uh, CIA director visits Israel and West Bank as concern over... Uh, let's see what the rest of that thing says. As concern over violence intensifies. Apparently the Middle East is violent, and in particular Israel. Uh, a Palestinian gunman shot a bunch of uh, Jews in a synagogue uh, yesterday, I think. Yeah, and in a in in, in a, a military operation a few days beforehand, nine Palestinians were killed by Israeli forces. So something's kicking off. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, and in uh, one one neck of the woods where some of them were shot, uh, they denied access for, for EMS to come and uh, you know actually work. Yep, on they do that. They stop ambulances yep. and so on. Yeah, awesome. But, uh, but a, a bunch of Jews being shot in a synagogue is horrific. Yeah, it's horrific. There's no. It's yep. just horrific. They're just trying to say hello to their god and harm a no one, you know? That's right. Not, what I mean is they're not military targets. It, it, it's, it's not good. Um, another headline here says, why has the director of the CIA just visited Libya? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not going to read that one out. Another headline says, former CIA spy and GOP congressman Will Hurd addresses rumors of 2024 presidential run. And Why not? Uh, do you know him? No, but if he's already you know been affiliated with the CIA, why not? You know, it's like <laughs> never had that before, right? That's what Putin did. Well, that's what George, what George H.W. Uh, Bush did it too, right? Right. Yep. Mm. Old scam. Yep. CIA. The last one is CIA official doesn't envision chatbots replacing human analysts. Sure. Why would they? Chatbots is a whole other podcast for a whole other show. <laughs> Will it jump me to do the FBI, or do you want to do it? Uh, I got the FBI up here, so please do it. Uh, all what right. 
Uh, FBI disrupts ransomware group tar targeting hospitals. So that actually sounds... That's them doing a good thing. Yep. Uh, we, want to, we want to make fun of them, Seamus. Don't make them look good. <laughs> uh, Representative uh, Ellis uh, Stepfanicky? Sure. Uh, to probe FBI's role into limo crash to kill 20. What crash? Uh, some limo crash to kill 20 people. Oh, a limo crash. And the FBI were involved. Yeah. Apparently, okay. A uh, hundred and three years later, the Palmer raids uh, unleashed uh, FBI uh, files. Uh, yeah, something to do with Cuba solidarity in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Okay. So that sounds know. interesting. Yeah, that's kind of something we'd be interested in. Yep. Uh, agents, uh, FBI agents, uh, going through national cybersecurity threats. I got the, also the Russian block. Yeah. Fake news. Uh, Is the FBI getting off lightly this week? When the FBI was secretly spying on people's library habits. There we go. <laughs> as, brought to, as brought to you by David Fincher in the movie yeah. uh, Seven. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. FBI to help Jamaica with fraud. Uh, that's you know that's, that's them being good again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, none of our podcast is, is 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 saying that like the good stuff they did wasn't good. We're just going through all the the, the weird and odd and funny stuff. Uh, yeah, and you know, the CIA can... did lots of good work. Like the time they um, like the time um, they um, you know what? Yeah, we'll just we'll worry about it later. Yeah, I, I would say the FBI has done more good work than the CIA, but it's probably marginal. I mean. Well, the FBI is a functional police department, so they would accidentally yeah. at some point do some good work. Sure. Whereas the CIA is a foreign intelligence unit, so there's nothing in any of it that needs yeah. to be good. Yeah, but who 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 are you to say anything? We got John Kranensky to tell us how to feel about it. So. Oh, John. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Um, is that our show? I think so. Wow. Yeah, we actually. Sure. Uh, this was not as. Yeah, this was uh, not as long as you thought it would be. Huh. That is true. Yeah, we did all right. We're under 40 minutes. I like that. Yeah. And, and trust me, you only did 10 uh, out of what? How many thousands? 1,600 scientists, and I picked the top 10 with a bonus round. Yep. Yeah. And those Google, are only, those are only the, the scientists, okay? Mm. We also know about folks that were involved in the military and yep. other um, mm. You know, they were involved in espionage activities yep. uh, through people the, we probably uh, still don't know about. Yeah, uh, mm. through the rat lines, right? Because a lot of people. Yep. So the rat lines were uh, different routes uh, that were set up to basically evacuate yep. Nazis from Germany as the Allies were going through, and the CIA or OSS uh, either yes, uh, assisted or looked the other way. So did the Catholic Church, by the way, um, yeah. to get a lot of Nazis out, including Himmler. Uh, to uh, South America, and they also played a role later in some of the coups we did. Yep, yay! We're going to be talking about that later as well in different podcasts. Yep, but I think so. that's it. That's us wrapped up. Alrighty, guys. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to us talk about Operation Paperclip, and join us next week for insert show name here. <laughs> that's goodbye from me. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you all here in uh, two weeks. Actually, uh, like, click, subscribe, do all those funny things and uh, follow the thing below and uh, bye everybody.